Hey guys, welcome to the special edition of the Rooted Podcast, where we are going to try to lovingly communicate the truths of the gospel to teenagers. So today's podcast is part of a four-part series where two longtime youth ministers and friends who have a great deal of trust and respect for one another have a conversation about sex and attempt to answer some tricky questions. So like I said, this is a four-part series. Each episode is about 10 minutes long, and I'd recommend you listening to them in order because they sort of build on one another. The voices that you'll hear are Cameron Cole, who has been a youth pastor in Birmingham, Alabama for 13 years. He's married and has four children. And Liz Edrington, who is a youth minister and counselor in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where she and her golden retriever, Bo Diddley, live. So I hope these episodes are helpful. For more information about Rooted, please visit us at www.rootedministry.com. Welcome back. Here's our third podcast on sex and sexuality um, with Cameron and Liz. And brace yourselves. Take a deep breath. Here we go. We're going to dive in. Um, Cameron, are you ready for this? Yes, I think. I think so. All right. (laughs) We're going to do it. This might be a hard one, but it's going to be worth it. Um, So one of the questions we're going to start with is, what is sex for? And one of the big messages we see all around us, every rom-com, every movie, all the books we see, um, sitcoms, New Girl, all this stuff is that, you know, sex doesn't matter that much. Watching porn doesn't matter. It's just this physical act that happens between two bodies. And um, it's about you getting what you need. Uh, but also, what about the confusing message of, hey, if it's sex is everything, it represents love. The end of every romantic comedy ends with people having sex to represent they've fallen in love. So it's nothing. It's everything. How do we relate to this? Well, we want to start with knowing that, um, you know, it has more than a physical component. That's very clear because you as a human have more than a physical body component. You are made up of relational connections, emotional connections, thinking, feeling, your will. There's so much more to you than just being a body um, infused with a soul. That's what you are. Your soul impacts and is connected to all parts of you. So when we think about sexuality and even your gender, representing yourself as a young man or a young woman, um, your sexuality comes into play in how you represent yourself, how you relate to other people. And um, we don't want to tease it out. We don't want to just make it a physical act because it has an impact on all of those other dimensions, on um, your relationships and on your uh, emotions, on all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think one thing, you know, as a teenager, certainly there are temptations and there are issues related to, um, you know, like sexual intercourse. Like if you have sex with a girlfriend or, you know, a random hookup or whatever. But I, I think that uh, maybe an even bigger thing that teenagers struggle with is things like pornography, mm-hmm. masturbation, oral sex, um, you know, how far is too far, things of that nature. And so, you know, there's this, uh, there's you know, this, what they call the hookup culture, um, and it's really common, particularly in college, for people just to meet someone at a party or to get on an app and find somebody who wants to hook up. And it's just two people and they get together and they have sex or they have oral sex or whatever. And and then they go their separate ways. And like Liz said, what people want to do think, and, think, and think that they can do, which is it's, it's, it's a lie, is that they can just enjoy the physical pleasure of a sex act mm-hmm. um, of, of, you know, of an orgasm or whatever it may be, and then just walk away and, and, and that will be fulfilling. And, you know, the way God made sex to be enjoyed 
it's first off meant to be enjoyed in the context of a marriage relationship. Yes. Yeah, honoring, respectful, trusted marital relationship. That's right. Where there's a, where there is a, like a lifelong commitment, a lifelong commitment. Yeah. A the, covenant. A covenant. And that provides a safe house for vulnerability, for real nakedness, for real vulnerability and being known, um, which sets a different foundation. There's different soil for sex to happen when you have that trust and that safety and two people committed for a lifetime to living in God's covenant in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And so with that being said, one of the primary things you're going to hear in the world is, you know, it's like, like Liz says, it's just, it's just sex mm-hmm. and, um, and it's, it's healthy. We'll get into that in the next podcast about how completely stupid that is. Um, but, uh, but the thing that you need to understand is, you know, I, I always, people say, how far is too far? And this is what I say. And it's, you know, it's kind of dangerous to make these kind of hard and fast rules. But mm-hmm. I say, uh, no one, no one should take their clothes off mm-hmm. until you're married. Um, no one should be touching, uh, one another in the bikini area, um, oh, yes. or the underpants area. And, um, and no one should be having an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are kind of three, three good rules of like how far is, is too far. And obviously it's really, really hard to abide by that. And it's, uh, and, and, and people are going to fail. But, um, I, you know, I think there's this idea that, you know, we're not having sexual intercourse. We're just having oral sex. Right. And that, guys, that's just not, um, that is not, uh, that's, that's not, that, that's. It doesn't honor the reality for what it is. There's yeah. still any sexual act is uniting and it's binding in a way that is, it goes beyond, again, just physical connection. That's a level of vulnerability and intimacy that your relationship's not meant to be able to handle. Um, and that has effects. There's, there can be such a, a sad, it makes me sad to think about the way sex is presented just to be used to get a release again, get that orgasm, whatever it is that like, go get your own, have make, make a booty call and go out and just have this experience versus like the idea that, and the reality that in marriage, sex is this place of serving one another, even putting the other person before you. And it can be a place of procreation. Literally a baby can result or of play. It's a way you connect even in play or of, um, covering one another's shame even in difficult places when you respect one another enough to, to talk through what's difficult about sex and marriage. It's really a place where redemption and connection and vulnerability can be had. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, uh, as someone who's married, to give you a, a picture, like sex is meant, to, is meant to create, you know, extreme intimacy. It's meant to bond um, a husband and a wife. And so, you know, not to get too personal here, but, you know, say like my, my wife and I, neither of us had sex before marriage. And so, you know, you come in and you're just really, really nervous about, um, you know, taking your clothes off in front of somebody and being naked and that kind of stuff. And then after you've had sex one time, it like kind of almost immediately goes away. It's like, it's like a total flip of the switch. And that that's not, I'm not, I'm not. I don't want to create a, um, I'm not trying to, I don't want to, I'm not trying to like scare you. Um, but I, I am just trying to demonstrate like how powerful sex is. And, you know, it's a level of vulnerability. Quite honestly, you just, you just do not want to have with someone, um, unless they are committed to you for life and marriage. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't, this would probably be, I'm not going to get into this too much, but like the way that, guys 
say like in a high school locker room or around a group of friends, the way they talk about the girls they've slept with mm-hmm. or girls who they've seen naked. It's dehumanizing. It's dehumanizing. Like you, I, I, I yeah, I, I cannot, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you mm-hmm. how graphic those conversations can get and how many girls in high school you would, you know, you'd walk down the hall and you'd see a girl and you'd had the day before at baseball practice, some guy describe her body in graphic detail. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you just do not want to have that level of trust of, of being naked and, um, and engaging in sexual activity with someone until there is so much commitment that it's marriage worthy, that, it, that you are married. Yeah. And then if you do, I mean, there's the other, so not everyone's story. I'm thinking of even several friends stories where they hadn't had sex for their wedding night and, and they, it doesn't work out their wedding night. They're not able to, something happens or there's a lot of shame from their past. However, because they're in this committed, safe relationship, mm-hmm. they get to work through that yep. with their husband and having sex is not the most important thing. It's their connection and their intimacy. And that can be a really beautiful part of a marriage working through something like that. Um, whereas again, if the end point is just this release or a physical connection, you're, you're kind of missing out. It's just, it's not all of what it could be. And, and that's a, that's sad. And then, and when Cameron and I are talking about this too, I want to make clear, because like we said in our last podcast, we all, we all are sexual sinners also that when these things do happen and when you have talked about some girl in the locker room, repentance, so turning back to Jesus and saying, man, I'm sorry about that. I'm, I was objectifying this woman that I'm supposed to be her boyfriend. You know, I'm supposed to love her and respect her well, and I haven't. That there's there's forgiveness for that. There's healing for that. That there is um, there's a lot of hope in Jesus for bringing healing to these places. I, I want to emphasize that a lot. And you know, I think you know, and, and as we're on this topic, something that that may not seem related, but it is very related, is is pornography. And it's, which is something that a lot of both both uh, men and women and That's boys right. and girls struggle with. I yes. mean, everyone has, has seen pornography, um, and and a lot of, and a lot of people, maybe probably most, you know, regularly, um, you know, reg- regularly look at it. And so the one thing about pornography, all these things we're saying, like all these wrong messages mm. about what sex is, are like completely advertised and affirmed by pornography. Pornography says that. That person is just an object that you use for your pleasure and that you can have it your way. You can be in control of it. You can have the kind of pornography that you want to look at and you can have the kind of, you know, situation that you want to look at. And it's all about you, you, you. And it's all about just like the physical pleasure. And there's no, there's no relationship. There's no commitment. There's no vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And so. No real intimacy, no cost. There's not all the things that make up healthy, rich, good relationships are missing from that. Mm hmm. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, porn, there's so much pornography addiction, and so many people are filled with mm-hmm. shame by it. And so, you just, we, I, we understand if you're listening to this, there's a very good chance that you, um, yeah, that you are struggling with it. And so, um, man, we just, I, I'm sorry for that. I, yeah. I'm so sorry that you grew up in a world where pornography is like easier to get your hands on than a band aid. No kidding. Um, and, and, and I just, um, I, I didn't grow up in an age where there was, you know, access to pornography on the internet that came when, you know, when I came went to college. And, uh, so I just want you to know, it's just, you're in a really tough situation and, and don't let it live in the dark. Y'all like with all that is in us, let us say, please talk to someone about it. Please, please, please don't let what is such a struggle or something difficult grow in the dark, bring light to it, give voice to it, 
find someone that's a safe, trusted mentor to talk to about it, get support, get help for it because it's not going to go away on its own. And once an image is there, I mean, even to try to stop thinking about it can perpetuate an image in your head. So to, to accept it's there, it's not the end for me, but I need help in dealing with this. Please, please talk to someone and get some help. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that's true of, of all of these things. You yes. Know, yes. If you have questions, if you have a traumatic experience from the past, yes. whatever, whatever it is, you, you, you want to talk to the Lord about this and you want to find a, a trusted, wise person that you can talk to as well. Yeah. This is made to be done in community, which is a part of why we're sitting down and having such a quote unquote awkward conversation because the church needs to talk about it. We as people together need to talk about this stuff and to, to bear it together and to celebrate it together when it's good. And sex is made to be in community. Saying it. So right. let's bring it to light. Very good. All right. Well, so that was the most awkward yeah. of them all. Oh, yeah. And so you, you, you're on the downhill now. Here we go. <laughs> but thanks for listening and I hope this was helpful. Yes. For more information on Gospel Centered Youth Ministry, visit our website, www.rootedministry.com. Thank you to our friends at High Street Hymns for providing music for our podcast visit their website at www.highstreethymns.com.